I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. This is How Story Works. And today we're going to talk about narrative and life. Before we get into our criticism section, I want to talk a bit about a basic understanding of the purpose of narrative, which gets taken so much for granted that people don't really talk about it much. Narrative is life. In the fourth novel of the Game of Thrones series, Dances with Dragons, George R.R. Martin wrote, A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies, said Jojen. The man who never reads lives only one. Now, as you all know, when I say reads, I mean it in a broader context than just books. Reading, for my purposes, is about engaging with narrative, not just receiving it, not just sitting idly by while narrative happens around you, but reading it, experiencing it. Because when you read, you're not just engaging intellectually with something, although that's definitely part of it, and we're going to talk about that. But today, I want to talk about the experience of reading. Have you ever laughed while reading? Cried? Have you ever been terrified? Ever felt that jolt of pure love ripple through your body in a giddy explosion? That is experience. Now think about it. A book is just ink markings on a page. A movie is just color and light dancing on a screen. And yet when you engage with it, when you read it, you're transported into another place entirely. The emotions that run through your body when you're reading come from the same chemicals that run through your body when you experience something in your real life. Adrenaline, dopamine, norepinephrine. These same chemicals run through you whether you're living your life or engaging in a narrative. I have told you that stories are a series of events with meaning, right? And the meaning is what's important. And this is why the meaning is what's important. Because it's what a story means that engages you, that transports you, that in those most magical moments of reading make you feel as though it is actually you riding through the desert on the back of a dragon to save your true love from the evil warlock. It's the meaning that transports you from your comfy bed into the wild terrains of Westeros or the magical halls of Hogwarts. Now, the strength of that magic varies from story to story and from person to person. Some stories you're following along, you're interested, but you're not living in the world. You're aware of your surroundings, aware that you're flipping pages. But sometimes, sometimes... The transport is complete. You are riding on the back of that dragon. And then the phone rings or there's a knock on the door and it's like whoosh. There's a jarring sense of disruption, confusion, mental jet lag as you slam back into your surroundings as though you haven't been there the whole time. Because you haven't. You were somewhere else. You were living an entirely different experience. That's transport. And that is magic. And I don't mean magic like a trick or an illusion. I don't mean magic like I talked about in the last episode, the writer's personal collection of quirks and passions that make their work uniquely their own. I'm talking about real, honest to goodness, something wild just happened here. Magic. That's experience. That's living a thousand lives. And from each experience we have, we learn something about life, about people, about the world around us. Even though the world around us doesn't have dragons, the experience of riding on that dragon, the chemicals swirling within us that make us feel and live that experience, that's real. And that experience changes us, just as every experience changes us. That's what stories do. 
They are true, genuine, I am not even fooling around with you, magic. And we crave that. We crave that experience to know what it's like to live in someone else's reality. It produces empathy within us, the ability to see things from a perspective decidedly not our own, to feel someone else's pain or triumph or fear or love. As Jonathan Gottschall says in his book, The Storytelling Animal, humans are hardwired for story. We are compelled by our very nature to absorb and to tell stories to pull the meaning out of experience and share it with others. And if you don't believe that, then take a moment to think about what happens when we sleep. We dream. We tell stories. We work out problems and emotions in our lives, isolating a specific detail from our day, converting it into a metaphor so we can experience it fully and understand it better. Sometimes we dream about things we don't want to think about consciously during the day, the pain that we are avoiding. Sometimes a tiny detail that we didn't think was important comes to us in a dream and says, hey, pay attention to me. We tell ourselves stories in our sleep. What story does is take certain elements of life, the elements with real meaning, and tease them out so we can focus on them alone, so we can have one specific experience without all the other white noise of regular life distracting us from it, so we can access the adrenaline, the dopamine, the norepinephrine, so we can understand, so we can process. This is why dark stories are important. They give us a chance to process with someone else what we are unable or unwilling to process for ourselves. This is why comedies are important. They let us laugh and enjoy a pure moment of simple lightness. This is why love stories are important. They allow us to feel love uncomplicated by the messy intricacies of actual human relationship. Science fiction and mysteries engage us intellectually, giving us theories to ponder and puzzles to solve experience. Stories inform us. They heal us. They make us think. They make us feel. They give us empathy. They give us a thousand lives to live. They are power and they are important. Now, if you're this far into how story works, you probably already know this. You probably already love stories and you want to know how to tell them better or how to interpret them critically. You certainly don't need me proselytizing to you about the importance and magic of stories. I am most definitely preach into the choir. But we're about to get into the critical part of our work here. And before we do that, I want you to sit and think for a moment about what narrative criticism is, how sacred it is, how magical, how powerful, how important. We're not going into criticism to tear things down, to find ways to make ourselves feel smarter and better than the writers who worked their asses off to produce these stories for us. We are engaging in holy communion. We are touching the most essential and invisible magic that holds our world and us as humans together. And it is the job of the critic to never forget that, to always honor that, to understand that while our critical thought makes our engagement with stories even more powerful, it is not a hacking tool. It is not a permission slip to destroy, but rather an invitation to understand, to dance with the magic that has been presented to you, to figure out how we might get better at telling and reading our stories, and to live a thousand lives that increase our empathy for and connection with each other and ourselves. Every story you interact with illuminates you, and that illumination is a gift. 
Even when a story infuriates you with its bad craft or a societal message that feels ultimately harmful, it's important to never forget that we are engaging with a sacred eternal magic, and that magic should always be honored. And we as critics need to conduct ourselves as priests and priestesses, never forgetting that sacred ground upon which we tread when we talk about stories. It is not our job to beat that ground into dust. It is our job to look at it closely, discover what grows there, and share it with those who are interested in what we found. All right, that's it for today. If you have questions about how story works, call 302-643-CHIP. That's 302-643-2447. And leave a message, or you can email me, Lonnie at chipperish.com, or contact me on Twitter, at Lonnie Diane Rich, or at Chipperish with the hashtag, HowStoryWorks. How Story Works is a free college-level course in narrative theory and is entirely supported by listener donations. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep it in production and gain access to exclusive chipperish content and a community of smart people who love stories. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish for more information. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>